Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. My name is Matt. I'm Dory. We are coming to you as we say we will every week. That's the plan. We come out on um, Sunday night, Monday morning. Really, the release day is Monday. Um, but uh, I bet you're like, oh, I don't know if they're going to do an episode this week. They seem to be MIA. Well, we are IA. We are in action. We are in action. And we are now a family of four. That's right. Matt, Dory, Bo, and Henry. Little Henry or Myra. Mm-hmm. He decided to show up last week. Not totally on his own accord. <laughs> um, yeah, I think if he had his way, uh, he'd be in there um, for another six to eight weeks. Yep. Just like eating my food. Yep. Living his life. Living his life. Living his tiny baby life. Plotting. Plotting things. Um, just being a baby inside of a mom. Yep. But unfortunately for him, he is now a baby outside of a mom. So yeah, we had our baby. Can you guys believe it? We can't still, honestly. Uh, look, I, I bet what you all want to know is how did this happen? Well, for that, listen to the previous 125 episodes. And then once you're back, then we'll tell you how the baby was born. Uh, Okay, they're back. Okay, thanks, guys. Where do we begin? Well, we can begin with last Sunday when we were pretty confidently oh, boasting, proclaiming boasting about our, how our plans late, for the week. How late the baby was going to be, how we had no intention of going anywhere, and we had both made plans for late in the week. I was going to go to a Bikini Kill show. And I was desperately trying to see Avengers Endgame because I've waited so long for it, and, and I'm still waiting. Yeah, and I mean, I I felt good. I 
hadn't had any contractions that I could feel. Didn't seem like I was going into labor anytime soon. Um, baby had always been, they told me he was high. So I was like, all right. So we went into our 40 week appointment on Monday. Which you all knew we were doing because we had an appointment Monday, Thursday and tomorrow. Pretty cocky. Yep. Well, we have another, we have an appointment tomorrow, but it's at the pediatrician (laughs) for this baby that came out. Um, so she's doing the ultrasound person is doing the ultrasound. Baby looks great. Everything's measuring great. He's like, he's measuring kind of big, but not like enormous, like not like you're in trouble big. Um, and then she was like, okay, I'm just going to check your fluid. And then she was like, oh, doc- Dr. Brown's probably going to tell you to go to the hospital today. Your fluid is 5.6. And I was like, oh, okay. Matt didn't believe her. No, I thought this was a uh, hogwash. You thought this Poppy was hogwash. Poppycock. I just thought, uh, oh, well, she's just seeing something that, uh, you know, she doesn't know how much this baby doesn't want to come out. Yeah, totally. She's just looking at numbers, yeah. not knowing the baby. So then we go to see Dr. Brown, who's like going over all the stuff. Oh, baby looks great. Baby looks perfect. Baby, blah, 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 blah. And then she gets to the fluid level and she's like, so I'm going to tell you guys to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, this is low. Yeah. She said, look, I'll put it to you this way. Under five is like emergency. You're at 5.6. Mm-hmm. She's like, I could tell you that I'm going to send you to the hospital. They'll hook you up to an IV, hydrate you. And, you know, we'll get a couple more days. And I would do that if you were at 34 weeks, but you're at 40 weeks. The baby's like fully cooked. Mm-hmm. What are we going to buy you like an extra day or so? I don't think it's worth Meanwhile, it. Meanwhile, I was like, well, I mean, we could use the time. Um, I would like to induce you tonight. Yeah. So we were like, no, no today and i said today or could it be tonight and i said i thought most inductions started at night and she's like oh yeah well there's a shift change at seven so you should either get there at six or at eight and we were like okay it it seemed very surreal that part that whole part seemed very surreal like when we were talking about like when Um, we were getting to the hospital and starting the induction and i was just like what uh i kind of was just yeah i guess i was just like uh all right i guess this is how it's going down yeah oh and like you had you had brought guitars with you to bring to oh yeah i brought guitars with me to 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 head on over to uh imperial vintage with i was gonna record an episode of forever 35 if you're lefty and you're looking for something head over to imperial vintage's reverb store um that afternoon, Kate was going to come over. I uh, made a Craigslist deal. Yes, you made a Craigslist deal. <laughs> to buy uh, speakers. Something for, that you never do. To replace. Well, I never looked for. Like you know, you've, I feel like you've, you've bought stuff off Craigslist like twice since I met you. Maybe. if You that, bought that bike. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Goodbye. Yeah, goodbye. Um, but like, it's not like you're regularly buying stuff on Craigslist. So it was like never. funny that... Of all days, that was the day that you were buying something on Craigslist. Guys, I was looking for a very specific replacement speaker for my computer speakers. I had been using these uh, Bose temporarily. I've been using these Bose speakers. And, and, you know, I like Bose's headphone, noise-canceling headphones. But I had missed my Bang & Olufsen uh, Biolab 4s, which is an old speaker that I fell in love with when I worked at the Apple Store and could never afford because they were so expensive back then. Uh, and, uh, I was looking and looking I, my right speaker. I finally found them years and years ago for like $500. I bought them and then the right went. And then I don't know why I decided that today's the day to, I mean, I'm going to really get a lot done this Monday. You've been, in a, you've been in like a real speaker replacement mode lately. I have been in a very, I don't understand it either, honey. It's very weird. It is very strange. I've been trying to like get the sound right around here. Yeah, and he's become uh, obsessive. I've become a little obsessive. Speaking of obsessive, we have a young man who is currently obsessed with not the position he's currently in. Let's see. What's he doing? He's in a sleep sack. We're watching him on the monitor. He's Can I see? F- he's futzing. Oh, oh he's boy. winding up, everybody. That that choppy radio frequency 
Cry is his first podcast appearance at three days old. Oh, Henry. Uh, so we... About four days old. 24th. Yeah. So... Time is a flat circle, everybody. We, we went to Cedars that night. And they were... Oh, man. We checked in. I said... Look, I'm still done. I'm not done by the day. Okay. What else do you have to add? Well, look, so I'm like, this guy is like, yes, the speaker's still available. I get the, you know, the speaker is now $125. I find, because I, I was about to like, the only place I could find them was on eBay from, and I would have had to order it from Russia. So you never would have received them. And I, then I, all of a sudden I was like, wow, oh, you know, Craigslist might have something. And the guy literally had the exact speaker I was looking for and at a bargain, no less. And, uh, I agreed to do it, and then all of a sudden, we we're having to go to the hospital later in the day, and I'm like, oh, I have guitars in my thing. She's like, well, we decide we're going to go at eight, so I go knock out all the things I'm doing. I get the classic Dory text message of like, you know, just because you can go to Imperial Vintage doesn't mean you can spend all day there like you always do. So I felt I, like I needed to clarify yeah, that. Yeah, so I said, fair enough. <laughs> then I came, what else did I do? I came back, I picked up the framed, the two framed things from the frame yes. store. I then went to uh, a Craigslist town, which is right by Cedars. Then I came back, and then Dory finally got on me of like, so you better pack a hospital bag. To which I said, okay, but it won't take long. Long story short, we get to the hospital at 8.30 p.m. We get checked in to a room with no windows. I, I asked if they have a room with a window because Cedars, like famously has these like gorgeous labor and delivery rooms with these like big windows and they're like no we're we're pretty crowded tonight we only have a room with no window so like all right we gotta we gotta go get we're gonna get we're gonna get our son little brb um hey we're back good news Bo has not eaten the baby nope more on that in a bit um where were we well henry had just woken up no, I know that. Where were we in the tale of Henry? Oh, the tale of Henry. I think we had just gotten to the hospital. The Ballad of Henry. Indeed. The epic tale. Um, yeah, so it's Monday night. Ooh, must have been, yeah, it was 8.30. Got to the maternity ward. Said, hey, we were told to check in. We discussed, and now I'm remembering exactly where we were. You were talking about the fancy rooms of light. Yes, and they said, we don't have any of those available. Here's a tiny claustrophobic dark room. Oh. But you know what? In retrospect, not that tiny. In retrospect, not that tiny. And also, I know a lot of hospitals don't even have private rooms, so I'm grateful that we that our hospital only has private rooms. For labor and delivery. For labor and delivery. And um, postpartum. Well, there you go. Um, so they got us in our room. Blah, blah, blah. By the time they came in to put in the first induction medication, it was probably about 1030. Mm -hmm. So the first, they decided that they were going to start the induction with a medication called Cervidil, which is supposed to soften my cervix and which sometimes on its own can induce labor. Mm -hmm. And it takes 12 hours to work. Yep. So, and it gets inserted on this, in this sort of like, like a tampon. tampon thing, but like way up there. <laughs> so, and they, they're, they're doing an exam. Running theme of this, this week was way up there. Yep. little foreshadowing. Um, midwife comes in. She's like, I'm going to do an exam and, and put the cervical in. This exam was so painful. It was horrible. It was so, so bad. And she finally got the cervidil in and I was just like, holy crap. Like It was like when you're trying to open a jar of pickles and you can't get the jar of pickles open. So then you just start trying to use weird leverage that's not going to really open the pickles anyway. And you're, you're just like jumping up and down. Like she Someone was, else wants to try opening the pickles. She was deep in there and I was like, am I weird or like, is this so painful for everyone? Like I didn't, do I just have a super low pain tolerance? Like what is happening? And, and she was like, well, your cervix is, is, is high. It's posterior. 
Um, and the, and the baby is high and you're not dilated at all. I was like, okay. So they're like, try to get some rest. We'll check you again in the morning and we'll go from there. Mm -hmm. So Matt pulls out, like there's like a little couch that sort of extends into a bed. Matt makes up his bed. He puts on his noise canceling headphones and goes to sleep. They are quite frankly the best i meanwhile have a band around my waist to be monitored that is monitoring the baby's heartbeat Mm -hmm. if i change position by a millimeter someone comes running into the room and is like you're off the monitor yeah uh a little bit of turning tossing babies you know it just then it just starts picking up dory's heartbeat right so and like they're taking my blood pressure all the time long story short didn't get much sleep dozed off for a little bit actually the biggest chunk of sleep i got that night was in the morning i slept from like like, matt you got up kind of early yeah i probably got up at like uh seven yeah and so i slept i think from like seven to almost nine and that Mm -hmm. was my biggest stretch of sleep so then they came back. They took the cervical out. Well, hang on. I got up early. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, yes. Forgot this. Oh, I walked by a giant, empty delivery room. With a huge window. With a window looking out onto the Pacific Design Center and the Hollywood Hills. Just gorgeous. And I says to myself, I says, hang on a second. No one's in there right now. We're clearly not going anywhere. Maybe we can get that room. The other factor, guys, is that the couch that I had that turned into a bed turned into a bed in front of the bathroom door. Yeah. So you, you if, if you had the if your had choices the... were <laughs> use the bathroom without closing the door, make me move the couch every time one wants to use the bathroom, which was the part which was what we did till three o'clock in the morning, and then I essentially just finally pulled the entire thing i angled it i woke up to find to see the midwife at the foot of my not bed bo is barking at the uh neighbor the neighbor dog uh. neighbor bo this house is it's a menagerie of ridiculousness at this point it's very true um anyway yeah, I woke up at one point to see the midwife at the foot of my couch thing, like trying to move me, move the couch without waking. I'm like, I'll just get up and move it. Don't worry. So we ended up just leaving the door open. Anyway. Then when I see that room, I'm like, oh, interesting. I'm going to clock that. And then I go to Starbucks. I walk to Starbucks, come back. I say to Dory, hey, you know, that uh, room is still open. Dory's like, can you ask? I was like, no, I don't want to ask. I don't like to rock the boat. So he made his very pregnant. Super sympathetic wife. uh, Very induced, very tired wife. Does he sound further away than he should? Like towards the front of the house? Oh, God. So I'll just finish telling the story. So uh, Matt made me ask. The nurse came back in. She was very nice. Tisha. But she was sort of like, she was a little standoffish. So I couldn't tell if she would be sympathetic to our plight or not. And I said, you know, we were just wondering, is there any possibility of moving into that room across the hall with a window? And she was like, they really don't like to move people. And then she just kind of paused and I was like, oh, all right, well, that settles that. And then she's like, but I'll ask for you. And I was like, oh, well, I th- well, thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And she was like, mm-hmm. So she was gone for a little while. And then she came back and she was like, they said you could move. I was like, what? We're getting to move. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Thank God you asked because I didn't. Yep. 
Um, so we moved, and we had a nice view. It was, it was a to very a place nice where it's like, oh, this is this this could be where where our son is born, and not a, not a natural light, and you know, there's a nice little um, couch area, which was uh, just terrific. Not yeah. in the way of anything. Nope. Um. So then the midwife came back to take out the cervidil, do another exam. This one was just as painful and bad. At which she, point did Dr. Brown come back? Well, she was like, I'm going to try and put in a Foley balloon. And there was like no chance of that. That was overnight, I feel like, right? No, I think that was in the morning. The actual Foley balloon got put in at night. The attempted a, Foley balloon, though, I felt like was surfer midwife. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, and she was the overnight midwife. Yeah. Right. So when would that have been? Did she want to put in a Foley balloon first? I mean, I think that was Tuesday night. I think that was Tuesday night. Oh, that was Tuesday night. Yeah. So they did... Oh, right. Okay. Guys, sorry. It's all a little bit of a blur. So then they put in another medication called Cytotec, which like lasts it's supposed to work in four hours yep um it did nothing they did another super painful exam then at some point they were like okay we want to try putting in a foley balloon they couldn't get the foley balloon in i wasn't dilated at all no essentially there was no she dory never went into labor no i never went into active labor they induced her at at 8 p.m yeah, I had some contractions. On Monday and then and then I had some contractions that I never felt. I'm just trying to remember when we decided. I think you decided to get the epidural when they were going to put the balloon in because of the yes, previous time because being of so the pain. painful. Uh, well, and that was that was when I think Dr. Brown had come. Yep. And we were discussing kind of like what the options were. And oh, they had given me fentanyl for my previous exam because it had been so painful and they were like, this will relax you. And Dory didn't care for it. It didn't do anything for her. It made me feel a little dizzy, but like in terms of pain, it did nothing. Um, so we're really giving you guys the play by play. Um, sorry, but that's what this entire podcast has been leading to. So that's welcome to the culmination. Um, but before we get to the rest, should we take a little break? Oh, my God. We are just podcasters to the bitter end. Yep, we Here are. we go. Be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, 
tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Okay, we're back. I know it's very exciting now. I can Father's Day endorse Father's Day things. Yeah, I can endorse <laughs> Mother's Day things um, as a mom. Uh, so... So I keep forgetting where we left off. Well, we decided that in order to get to put in the Foley balloon, which they said would open up my cervix. Yeah. Again, get things moving. Yeah, we'll try a lot of getting things moving. Um, At one they, point, I got things moving and left to go pick up a Nintendo Switch. Because I was true. like, we're going to be here literally forever. Yep. There is a world in my head. I was like, I'm going to be in here and Avengers is going to be playing. Can I leave for three hours and go see Avengers? Um, so guys, I hopped on the Nintendo Switch bandwagon by virtue of the fact that I had nothing to do mm-hmm. but wait mm-hmm. and watch my wife sleep during the day because the nighttime sleeps weren't great. <laughs> That's true. Um, so they were like, okay, you can, another midwife came in and she was like, your options are do nothing which seemed like a weird option. Mm-hmm. Um, we can give you fentanyl again to put in the Foley balloon. We can give you a walking epidural or we can just go straight to an epidural. And then they said, and when we, when we put in the Foley balloon, we're going to want to start you on Pitocin. And I was like, Oh God, like this sounds bad. You know, a lot of, I've just heard these stories of people being on Pitocin for too long and like the baby's heart rate drops and, you know, it's just babies in distress and it's bad. So called my doula, talked to her for a little bit about it. Then my doctor showed up. Yep, Dr. Brown popped in. Um, and she was basically like, Look, you should just get the epidural. Like it it was I you know, it was too painful. And then she so Well, because she performed an exam also yeah. looking for your cervix and I thought she did that one after I'd had the epidural. Or she had she done it. She did it twice. She was examining you twice, once before the medication and once after the medication. Uh, I know you're not remembering a ton of stuff, I'm but not. I was alert and around for all of this. Great. Um and she concurred with the midwife's assessment that I, it was very difficult to give me an exam. And then she said I had the most difficult cervix she had seen in 16 years of practice. There you go. So, you know, that was like kind of validating because I was sort of like, what the hell? Like, mm-hmm. is this is this standard procedure? This like incredibly painful exam? Um, and apparently it wasn't. I mean, I think it's supposed to be a mildly uncomfortable uh, exam, but not like I want to die yeah. level of pain. Yeah. Um, so... Oh, and we forgot to tell everyone that, you know, once again, had trouble getting the IV in. Um, yeah, she's got a big ruse regarding the IV uh, right there. She also pulled her Heplock out at some point. But so late that, like, it didn't even she matter. She was like, I don't even need that last dose of antibiotics. No, I didn't mean to. I was, like, scratching my back because I think I got, I don't know. It was just very sweaty and itchy, and the, the Heplock came out. But that was much later. Anyway... The epidural guy. We also forgot to say Andy Secunda visited. 
He did. And then he posted on the Star Trek TNC Instagram that Matt was, quote, hours away from becoming a father. <laughs> and they were at Cedars. And I was like, in a rage about this. Yeah. Meanwhile, we had taken, we took the photo at Egglet. I didn't know he was geotagging it of being at Cedars. Um, also with that comment which was not even hours true. away from being a father i think it, i didn't mind the comment because it was we were um a day past our due date so i think that's a fair comment to always at, at any point sure but i think the fact that he anyway. was at cedars well yeah the fact that and he, posted it without our permission was crazy well no i saw the post i saw the post on his personal instagram which I was honestly fine with, and which actually gave us no problem. Yeah, it was posted. It was when it, it, it was reposted to the TNC. Why would you do that? I don't know. I didn't do it. I Long know you story did. short, it was me and Bishop and and Andrew, and uh, Bishop, our good, our friend uh, Chris Bishop. He uh, happened to be at the emergency room early that morning at Cedars uh, because he had a he thought he had a hernia. <laughs> I want everyone to know that. Which turned into uh, no, it was very funny. We put, look, we were, we, we Instagrammed it, we grammed it, it existed. All right, let's get back to us. All right. So but that was part of us. That was while I was went out to get my Nintendo Switch, and so the, you slept. So the epidural guy came. Their 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 top guy. They yeah. assured me. Yeah, he seemed to have all the credentials. I checked that he did some uh, uh, Boston uh, medicine. Um, but even he had trouble with my spine. Yeah. Couldn't quite dial it in there. Anyway, Dory's to, a tough stick. He had to do it twice. Wherever you're doing it. Um, that sounds dirty, but it's not supposed to be. But then, But then got he it. got the epidural, and then they did the, they, the they went in there with the Foley. They got the Foley in, even though it was very difficult to get it in yep. because my cervix was so posterior. And I was just watching Dr. Brown the whole time, watching the uh, the brow uh, go, what is happening here? Where is this thing? <laughs> Where is this cervix? <laughs> yeah, she like couldn't find it. And then it was hard to get it in and... But she did it. Yeah. But I think there was a moment where she was like, oh, fuck, I'm not going to be able to get this in. Yeah. But she did. But she did. And then uh, they started me on the Pitocin. Yeah. And they're like, all right. So then maybe it's like by t by the bar morning, you'll be you'll be pushing and we'll have a baby in this room. And I was like, great. That was Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Did not happen that way. No. Wednesday morning, they checked me. They're like, all right, you're at four centimeters. Oh, and you're having contractions. Yeah. So it's like, oh, that's the cervix is opening up. Uh, contractions are happening. Everything's uh, all systems seem to be go for nice little labor. Um, Abdullah came by. Abdullah came came by. She arrived. Um, had me go get uh, broth. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's not forget the turkey sandwich I had to go find that took too long because of traffic and then well, they that were was all, on, like, waiting around. That was on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. <sighs> so many things happened in this hospital. So many things happened. Every night I spent at that hospital. So basically a few more hours went by and I hadn't progressed beyond four centimeters. I don't want to say out loud what I was thinking the whole time, but... If you say what I think you're going to say, I would just say, don't say it. Let me just say that this entire process was difficult to watch. Because I just kept going like, oh, God, this doesn't seem like this is going to work either. There. I didn't say what I, Dory thought I was going to say. Great. Um, so even though it seemed like the, the possibilities of having a vaginal delivery were diminishing, I was still like, well, they did seem like they were throwing everything at the wall. They were giving you, they were like emptying the entire, the whole nine yards as it Yeah, as it and I, I felt like they they did not prematurely push me into no. anything. Um, if anything, they let me go on for longer than I was expecting. Yeah. To. So... Around the, oh, and then at one point a midwife came in and she did all these exercise, like she made me get on all fours. Yeah, you got and like you did rotate the, on my the peanut. You sort of did these yeah. things that we had done in that birthing class. Yeah, yep. you know, to try um, to get try to get him to drop because yeah. he hadn't dropped at all. Um, I was at 
the the lowest he got was a minus two, which is not Correct. low at all. Um, you want them to be at a positive three. Yeah. <laughs> and they start at negative three. So I had progressed. And, and even that negative two seemed generous. Yeah. So for an hour, I was doing these exercises on my hands and knees. My midwife was, I mean, my doula was doing something with a scarf. Um, yeah, trying to just like trying to just like shake the baby loose, shake the baby loose, and then I have a picture of that. If anyone ever wants to see it, let me know. Uh, don't the entire ordeal. Oh boy. Um, and then they checked me again after that. I still had not progressed at all. (laughs) I saw her in the lobby, Doctor Brown. Yeah, and. I said to her, I said, there's still time to leave. (laughs) She's not getting any, (laughs) it's not happening. (laughs) I said, I'll pretend I didn't see you. She laughed and then came in. And then I said, uh, what did I say? I said, like, give it to a straight doc. (laughs) She was like, well, I think we should do a C-section. Well, she said, that's your only option right now. Um, you're, you haven't progressed and you're, you're at risk of infection. Yeah. I'm afraid you're, you're about to get an infection. Oh, cause also they'd broken my water. Yeah. That was another thing they did to try to get things. They moving. really all, they, you know, I think I, I will say Cedars at, at all was always very aware of Dory's birth plan. Yeah. Uh, and trying to give her what she wanted. That's true. They did try everything. They did. So. Henry Kudos to them. was not cooperating. But then they say, we're going to go for C-section. We're going to lose the OR. We're going to go in like 40 minutes. And then I'm like, wait, where's our birth photographer? Oh, she's 40 minutes away. <laughs> because she wasn't going to come till I was in active labor. Which never, never happened. happened. <laughs> um, but then it turned out she wasn't going to be allowed in the OR anyway. So... But we texted her and she was like, okay, I'm coming. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we, yeah, then it's like, so like I'm just watching this whole thing and I'm like, my heart breaks for Dory because she wanted this uh, thing. It's not happening. And I'm like, okay, so here we go. We're going to do this C-section. They throw me the, the, the suit I've put on a couple times before via the IVF the transfers. transfers. I was like, I'm an XL. Give it up. Also, it was funny when the uh, nurse assisting Dr. Brown for your exam. She was like, uh, they asked, she, she asked what size gloves Dr. Brown wore. And I was like six and a half. <laughs> you clocked her. Uh-huh. Uh, I hadn't heard her say that. I just yeah, you, guessed you, her size, yeah, the size you, of her hands you by gloves. She uh, was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we then we had to like gather up all our stuff. had to gather up, which I couldn't have done without a doula there. Um, because like we had like spread out, we were there, we were like, yeah, we'd been there for, for a day and a half. Yeah. And just, it just, I just didn't think we were leaving that room at any point. Also, I didn't realize we would have to leave quite so abruptly. And we had to leave very abruptly. Luckily, Dory had already had the epidural in, um, and they're telling me to come, you know, suit me up. I then I'm like, I, they hand me, the, Dory is like, they ask her if she has the music. She's like, yeah. And I'm like, I don't, I just get the speaker and Dory's um, phone. And then I'm like walking down there. We go like, I'm just like, uh, so like nervous and dreading the whole thing. And then as they're wheeling her in, I just go to her. I don't even know your phone passcode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she gave it to me so I could play that playlist because I don't have Spotify on my phone. I wouldn't have been able to find that fucking playlist. And that would have been just the worst. Of course, I had made a playlist that was seven hours long. She goes in and then I'm standing out there for what felt like an eternity yeah, by they myself. Said, they said he could only come in when they were done prepping me. Which I think they just didn't want me to pass out. Honestly, I think that was the story. I wish they had just talked to me, and because it's like I'm not grossed out by blood or internal organs. But I don't think they were doing that yet. 
before you came in? Uh, I think they were. No. Oh no, because they just put no. it, they prepped you and put the put the divider up. Yeah. Um. Oh, also, they were like, "You'll pr- like, there, you'll probably have some shaking." Yes. By some shaking, they look. Meant I mean that. Did that happen before I got in? That yes. shaking started. Okay. Yes. It started as they were pushing me to the OR. Mm-hmm. It was like I was shaking uncontrollably. Like my jaw was shaking. It was really painful. Uh, yeah, it was like uh, it was like when you're um, when you get the the shivers, but like so bad. And they and they were like, when we're done with the when we're done with the procedure, we can give you Demerol, but we can't give it to you to like stop the shaking. But we can't give it to you before because it could affect the baby. I'm like, okay. So thank God, Matt, they finally let Matt in. Hang on, that's not the story. Yeah, let me talk about the the empty hallway I had to stand in. Okay. <laughs> Standing there in the hallway. And it's just like this long back hallway of Cedars that it's the only empty hallway in Cedars. They had they left a chair there for me to sit in. I'm like, I I can't sit right now standing there. This woman comes by to move, to move this other gurney. Might have been the gurney that you came in on. Mm. And she's backing up and she hits, she actually hits the automatic door for the OR. <laughs> the door for the OR just opens up and I look at her and uh, she shrugs and goes, sorry. I was like, I won't tell anyone. <laughs> oh no, I just did. Damn it. I ruined it. My whole pact I made with that woman to never tell anyone. I just mm. ruined it. Um, and the door closes. I didn't want to like pop in then and be like, sure. ta-da. <laughs> because when I did go in, they made me leave. Well, because you didn't have your hairnet. Because I, I had a hat on. I, they, no one told me to. I no know, one I'm gave me saying, a hairnet. I'm not saying it was your fault. I was confused by why didn't I have a hairnet? Yes. Why didn't I have a beard covering? Because everything was happening so fast. Uh, and I, they said I put my mask on backwards, which I didn't. Anyway, long story short, I then have to go out there and I'm like, How, where I go, were you I supposed to find out. a hairnet? I, I, well, they gave it to me after the fact. Oh. They pop. I'm like out there now, putting on this hairnet. Like I'm hold. I'm like holding a phone, a brick, a speaker, my phone. Because then I'm like, because they're like, you have to take the pictures now because the photographer's not going to be in here. Um, so I'm like trying to figure out how to do that, and then um, I just put it all into my Red Sox hat, and I, when they finally let me in, I go in, and uh, we'll be right back. That's how you tease to a break. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, so I finally get in to the OR. And I see my wife, pale. Shaking. Shaking. And uh, just in need of, uh, I don't know, Demerol. (laughs) I was in need of Demerol and my husband. Yeah, I... I, uh, tried to comfort her best i could i really didn't know what i was doing because i was also also trying to hold the speaker the phone the phone my hat um finally they took the speaker from me at some point and i just i hit play on this playlist uh the uh the shaking that Dory was going through was very intense. It was, uh, it wasn't scary. Um, 
because I was in a room of doctors. Um, but I just felt so bad for my uh, beloved wife who did not want this and was going through it. And uh, yeah, I tried my best to just sort of keep my face on her forehead. And uh, I let her squeeze as tight as she needed to squeeze, which was tighter than you'd think for someone who had an epidural and uh, half their organs on a table. Um, and then I had to like, I grabbed my phone and they're like, what did you, uh, Dr. Brown said? T, uh, T minus two minutes till baby. Uh, Don't forget she complimented my ab muscles. Uh, yeah, she did. She said she had, that Dory had good, a lot of ab muscles. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so the way they do this is there's like this little, there's a little window that will pop up. So I hear, when they say the baby's coming, I have to get the phone ready to take this picture. We hear him cry. Uh, I think here he comes and then you hear the little, just a couple baby chirps. <laughs> and uh, Dory's like, did you hear it? And I was like, yeah. And then they open the, <laughs> they put they put him up on the, uh, on Dory's chest, like sitting up on Dory's chest, like the doctor's holding him. He doesn't have a name at this point. They lift the window and we see this blue alien baby. I don't even remember this. And, uh, I, Dory's like, it's a baby. And I was like, it is a baby. And they take, you know, the pediatric team takes the baby over to, to the station to get weighed and all that stuff. And, uh, well, they, no, they asked if you wanted to cut the cord. Oh, I said no. And I said yes. Well, I said no because I wa didn't want to leave you. Because I had already said no to them because I needed to stay with you. Because I just didn't, you know. They say, like, as soon as your baby's born, you'll care about the baby more than anyone else. And uh disagree. I still cared about Dory more than this baby I hadn't met. Um, and I did not want to leave her side because uh, she was just not uh, not great. She was not in great uh, spirits. <laughs> this is true. But I think the baby, now nah, noise probably helped her spirits a little bit. It did. Our I thought it would also be meaningful for Matt to cut the cord. Uh, it was we we donated the cord blood. We did donate the cord blood, and boy oh boy, the they hounded us to get that because they love that cord blood. That was some good cord blood. They really got some good. I cut it, and some of that good cord blood just shot at me, like uh, you're probably invincible now, little Mount Vesuvius. Um. And uh, I saw him and I was like, oh, his head's not that cone shaped like they said it was. <laughs> yeah, they said it was. He was starting to, was get, starting a cone, to get a cone. cone head. It was a little bit, a little bit of a cone head at that time. Um, but I saw him. I said hello to him. And I looked at the doctor and I said, okay. And then I went back to Dory. <laughs> uh and I got to hold, I held, I held him in the OR mm -hmm. because I brought him over to you. Mm. Do you remember that? Nope. I have pictures of you guys, of me bringing the baby to you. I think my eyes are closed. And putting the baby, putting the baby on your, on your head. Are my eyes closed? In the photo, I don't know because you are, oh wait, I couldn't have taken the photo. I don't remember this. Someone took the photo. It's on my phone. I must have taken the photo. Oh, I think I gave it to someone to take to the take picture. It with your phone. Um, but I held him and I brought him over to you. And he was very, his eyes were open. And he was chill. And he was like looking at mom and looking at dad. Um, I think it was in that Instagram post you did, that photo. Oh, that's from that? Yeah, you didn't know where that came from? No. Uh, that's from the right after you were still cut open at that point. Uh, I was also narrating uh, them stitching you up, which Dr. Brown seemed to enjoy, actually. I was like, you're getting some quality stitching right now. You know, it's funny. I, I, 
don't remember. It's like I barely remember anything after. I remember hearing him cry. I remember saying that I wanted you to cut the cord. And I remember them being like, okay, we're going to weigh him. And then like, then it's all kind of a blank. Yeah. Until the recovery room. Yeah. Well, I narrated your stitching. I told you that you were getting some good, some good stitching. Oh yeah, I do remember yeah. that. I asked him, I asked him to give you a, a, a really good knot at the end. <laughs> Thanks, honey. So they did a French knot. Good looking out. Uh, Dr. Brown said, we'll have her do a French knot. And the woman who was actually sewing you up was like, really? And Dr. Brown's like, yeah. <laughs> this crazy weird knot. Because um, I was watching that. I was watching you get sealed up. Mm. I was like staring over the Did thing. you see me like wide open? Did you see all my organs? No, because I was, I was next to you. I was, my head was buried next to you. Otherwise, I totally would have. Um, but I was watching that and I looked up at the anesthesiologist lady or OR whoever was running the OR that made me leave. Mm. She was like looking at me, looking over the thing. It was like, I think she was going to say something to me about not looking over it, but I looked at it and then I looked at her and I just looked back down at it. And I think she was like, okay, he's not, he doesn't care. (laughs) You worked in a funeral home. I did. Um, They brought the, our birth photographer had come probably about I want to say like two minutes after he had been taken out and weighed. So she took some good pictures in that, yeah, in that or, um, and, uh, it was, uh, it was quite a, it was quite a thing. And then they're like putting this baby in the, they cleaned him up. They brought him over. They brought him this clean baby, this clean, adorable baby. And then the baby goes into his little, they, they swaddled him. And then, like, left us with a baby in a plastic container. <laughs> and they brought us over to the recovery room. Was the was he with us in the recovery room? Yes. See, I don't remember this. He was either. right next to us. Um, he was right next to you. And I was like, honestly, I was also like, even in the recovery room, I was sort of ignoring the baby. Well, I was really drifting in and out. I remember I remember waking up and saying weird things. You did. You and told people, a classic Dory. And people and being like, huh? People <laughs> who don't know you and don't spend every night with you don't know that this is pretty normal for Dory to wake up and tell us all that the theater is closed. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the Chicago theater. The was Chicago closed. theater is closed. <laughs> and then I, they were like, what does that mean? I was like, it's her uterus. It's the Chicago theater. <laughs> Um, they were like, really? I was like, no, she's, she has night terrors. She says weird things. Um, we then were brought to the maternity ward. How long were we in recovery for? I don't remember. Like in my mind, it was hours and hours, but I'm sure it was only like one hour. Yeah. I'm sure it was only one hour too. I could look at my phone and just check by the stamps of the photos. Um, They brought us to a room, to our to our room where we then stayed, 3825. That was our home base for a very long time. So while I'm in recovery, <laughs> while we're in the recovery room, I get a message from Crystal. I think it's at that point. Uh, dear friend, one of my best friends, uh, in high school, post high school, she was like the greatest. She texts me. She goes, um, your mom's a, your mom posted something <laughs> on Facebook. And, uh, I think someone from the Star Trek group shared it or something. I, she's like, I don't know how I saw it, but it was like, I reported it as spam. <laughs> I reported the post and figured I'd tell you. And I was like, Oh my God, thank you. In my mind, I'm like, Dory's going to lose her mind about this. So if any of you saw that early, it was all thanks to my mom, who uh, still doesn't understand uh, privacy. (laughs) Well, then, and then my mom posted something. Well, I think she only did it because she saw my mom post something. Is my guess. I don't know, but I was like, what? Actually, when did she post it? She... I don't know. She went out and posted like a day or two later. Yeah. Anyway, Um, go on. Long story. 
regarding us. I was in a rage. She Dory gets very angry about this particular thing, I think. And I don't even know how to describe it. But, like, you know, we do the podcast. We sort of want to inform everyone at the same time. Yes. And not have anyone feel like they didn't get informed. Exactly. And not have anyone feel like, oh, my God, why didn't you text me? Well, because... Which is, you know, sort of exactly the same thing of, like, of course I was going to text Crystal, but... Right. But, like... (laughs) I hadn't even left the recovery room. The only people we had told at that point were our parents. Yeah. Like, in our, you know, our immediate family. Yeah. Um... It was the same thing as like with Andy's post. It immediately got reposted in the Forever 35 Facebook group. Yeah. And I was just like, we haven't even had the baby yet. Like, it felt, I don't know. I felt weird about that too because I was like, something could go wrong. Yeah, of course. You know, just, and then someone posted an excellent adventure to like, Dory's having her baby. And I was like, I haven't had the baby. Like, yeah. I just deleted both posts. Yeah. Because. But now you feel free, guys. We, yeah. we did it. Post away. Post away. Um, but it's the sort of thing of like, you got to think about weirdly when you have a podcast like this or, you know, a semi-public persona or persona. I don't Persona. Know. Yeah, whatever. Uh, you're, you, ha- you have to, you know, because maybe there's 30 people I want to tell in my phone. Maybe 30 of them follow me on social media or 20 do. Um. Maybe some are on Facebook, some are on it, whatever it is. But like me personally, I want to like text everybody or send an email. Yeah. And and get the message out that yes. way. We like and announce it at the in same my, time. In, in my mind, I think part of the reason it, it bothered me so much is because in my mind, I had a very specific way of how we were going to disseminate this information, which was like first round of people is like immediate family. Yeah. And and like the closest are, the friends. closest friends and they all get texts yeah and then we had an email list of people of like our like essentially our wedding party yes that we were going to email like once we had a name yeah. and like with some photos and like all that stuff and then we were going to post on social media like i just i wanted to let our friends and family know before the public yeah knew yeah um i guess we should have <laughs> communicated that plan to everyone i think we maybe should have communicated to our immediate family i just i it didn't even occur to me that, I, you know what it didn't either it didn't occur to me either it didn't occur to me either i didn't think that when i sent a photo of the baby and you to my mother that it would then end up on the internet well same with my mom i just texted it i didn't whatever moms we love you don't get angry about us saying this but, but it's just like let's be real guys come on just to just to hey slow your roll enjoy the moment yourself is it okay to post this is always well, my never mother a... my mother did ask that finally after you said that your instagram post i hadn't hear from i didn't hear from my mother for like eight hours and then you post the thing and then the next thing i hear from her is dory posted is it okay to post on facebook now and i just wrote back yep <laughs> oh it was very funny I mean, I'd get it if it was her first grandchild, but both of them, it's her fifth grandchild. Yeah, so it's like, guys, you've done this. You've got this. This you've been through this rigmarole. I took an informal poll of people, like in this mom's Facebook group I'm in. Like, well, I didn't post an informal poll. I just like explained what had happened, and so many other people who don't have podcasts, the same thing had happened to them. Yeah, with their parents, like posting things without asking, and yeah, I I don't know. It's just like it. It never hurts to ask. Yeah. And I get it. It's your story, too. It is your grandchild. But, yes. you know, let us figure it out and then yeah. do whatever you need to do. Um, anyway. Any Look, so we go to this room. It is a tiny room. I can't fully describe it to you how tiny it is. The office story and I share is bigger than the room that we were in. And our house is 1,200 square feet. So, you know. But again, I'm glad that I had a private room because. Yeah, I not guess all I am too. Unless, and if you didn't have a private room, would I have to sleep elsewhere? I don't think so. You think I'd have to sleep with. I think you'd have a chair. That probably would have been a better chair. Honest to God, I would have been happier in a, in a shared. This chair situation. Guys, gals, listen. Other, 
Listen, I had one of the worst nights of sleep in my life. Not just based on the fact that there was a new baby next to my head, but this cot. I, I it's a, it could a, if it was designed by like a 15th century uh, hooded fucking torture man, he could not have done a better job. Good job, 15th century and, hooded torture man. And, 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 and you know, give him give him the rack or the cot from Cedars. Those are your choices. This it was insane. I ended up after the first night of the many nights we we're going to be there because of the C-section. Uh, I opted for the floor. I put some sheets on the floor. We put the mattress from the cot on the floor. Not at first. At first, I just did. Well, remember, for, I suggested sleeping on the floor, and you were like, ew, I'm not going to sleep on a hospital floor. Yeah, and the discomfort was so much that I risked sleeping on a hospital floor. Uh, I Yeah, so we did that. Oh, my God. So... That room was very tiny. The baby was good. Dory was, you know, in a lot of recovery pain, as uh, one could imagine. She did. A, she kept progressing. She kept hitting all the little progression milestones. Uh, here's a fact: after we got out of the OR from the C-section, Dory had had a fever of 103. Uh, so, as our doctor has said, we did it just in time. And my uterus was hot. Yeah. So antibiotics, fever, to drop the fever, eventually the fever went away. Um, they also gave me Tylenol, I think both for pain and for fever. Uh, we had a day and a half of not knowing what the baby's name was. Mm-hmm. Still, we couldn't decide on it. But I will say that when I first saw him, he looked like a little angry man. And I said, oh, he kind of looks like a Henry. But in my mind, I wanted him to be... What did I want? To, what did I? Jack. I don't even remember Jack. Yeah, I, like it's out of my head now because it just looked like Henry, Jack or uh, George or something. I was like, just like. Mm. And I had, I had like been, Henry. I had been pushing Henry, and Matt, Matt had been on board for uh, for Henry as a middle name. Yeah. So. But we both agreed. We both agreed he looked like a Henry. Like a Henry. Weirdly, like independent of each other. Dory said it. I had already thought it. Um. So then I was like, well, then he's Henry. Um. And then we were bouncing around middle names for a long time. Not a long time, for a day. It felt like a long time. Yeah, because everyone kept coming in and asking what the baby's name yeah. was, and we were like, uh, we don't know. Yeah. And they were like, you got to get that birth certificate filled out. Uh-huh. I couldn't leave without a birth certificate. Uh, and then I just was like, I pitched Jones. Well, I guess now I can tell her because the birth certificate's full, filled out. Uh, Henry Jones is Indiana Jones's name. Mm. yeah so i pitched jones because it would have been very funny to have henry jones myra and somehow get away with that but i got away with henry uh and then julie and i also got away with which is uh dr Bashir on star trek d space nine his name julie <laughs> no jules i said jules i said jules at first just because he looked because i liked the james of it all i wanted to do henry james but Dory kept insisting that everyone out there would think we named him after the 19th century author, Henry James. Come on, people, don't you think? I, I don't you think. Like, I wonder who, if it was like Dickens or something, would it have been okay? Like, was it just his body of work he didn't care for? No, I love Henry James. He might have gone, I think he might have uh, bled into the 20th century. Can you Google the years he was active? Sure, happy to do As it. As an English major, I should really know this, but yeah, it has slipped my mind. No, I think it's just because he is such a recognizable name, Henry James. It's such a good name. It's a solid, solid good name. Yeah, he bled in. He 19, 1916, he passed. Okay, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, The Wings of the Dove, he published in 1902. Yeah, there we go. So yeah, late 19th, early 20th century. The portrait of a lady is like... 1881, though. Come on. Like one of the most classic novels of all time. Uh, oh my God. There's Henry James at 11 and his father, Henry James Sr. Couple boy, of oh good boy. Lincoln beards right there. Uh, novelist, citizen of two countries. 
interpreter of his generation on both sides of the sea. Look, it, you know, if I were if I were going to name my child after a, a a prominent author of the 19th and early 20th century, I would consider Henry James. But I I didn't want to name him after Henry James. But he wasn't named after I Henry James. I understand that, Henry but people, but I, James would but have I been. would have had to explain forever that we had not named him after Henry James. And I'm arguing that no one would have said that. And I'm arguing that I know a lot of people who work in publishing. Well, you do. I would have been fine on my end. They would have gone like, after Indiana Jones and James Bond, I would have been like, yep. <laughs> well, if we had named him Henry Jones Myra, I don't think I would have gotten many comments from people in my circle. Oh, I disagree. Really? Henry Jones. Everyone knows that that's Indiana Jones. I don't think, I don't think my, my oh, friends my would have... I, necessarily I, made that connection. I think your friends are more with it than you think they are. Okay. Um. Oh, he doesn't even come up. He comes up second. Oh, hello, Henry. Uh. I mean, it's funny. Harrison was a name that we were considering. Harrison too. was a name, but that's Henry Jones Sr. Henry Jones Jr. is Indiana. Mm. But they named the dog Indiana. Anyway. So where are we in this tale? I don't know, but I'm fading. Yeah, you are, and understandably so. But uh, what else? I mean, I just want to say so many things. I know we're this gonna have to continue like this so next week. Long and in, 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 in coming. I want to talk about the discharge. I want to talk about getting him home. I want to talk about him meeting Bo. I want to oh talk about him uh, working those nips. I want to talk about it all. Working those nips. Um. <laughs> And I guess we will talk about it next week. Yeah. Guess what, guys? There's another podcast coming, at least. Get excited. Uh, but in the meantime, we're going to let Dory sleep. Thank because you. it's uh, almost uh, 8.30. Just actually, honestly, past her normal bedtime anyway. Um, I didn't even get to nap today. She did. But anyway, thank you all so very much. This has been quite a little journey yep i'm glad you all got to hear a tiny audio snippet of him through a monitor that was cutting in and out yes yeah, seriously uh, it's been it's crazy that we've been doing this for so long so many of you have been with us from the very beginning and there were so many times when i'm gonna cry oh i will i'll, I'll cry too there I'm... were so many times when it just it just seemed so hopeless it was never gonna happen yes um and then we got to bring him home. Yeah, and he's asleep in his crib that Bo has already put two dog paws in. We'll talk about that next week. Bye, everyone. <laughs> All right, bye, everybody. <laughs>